Sovereign bonds extended rally yesterday on surprisingly faster than expected fall in British inflation. Yet major U.S. indices didn't rally on falling yields as FedEx fell 12% and crude oil remained upbeat. So what's next is anybody's guess, but we start fielding the cracks in equity optimism. And we know that a further fall in the yields is not necessarily a good sign for the overall health of the economy, hence the equity valuations. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So we start feeling the cracks in this market optimism. The bonds were further bought yesterday after the inflation data in Britain surprised to the downside. So the sovereign bonds of major economies further rallied yesterday and their bond yields further tanked. The rally was led by well, the UK sovereign bonds of course, as it's the British inflation print that actually filled the latest sovereign rally. As such, the British 10-year guilt yield sank to almost 3.5% level, whereas it was on a solid path toward the 5% mark before October, remember? The German 10-year bond yield slipped below the 2% mark for the very first time since March this year. And in March, well, it was just a rapid, rapid fall that we saw. So leaving that noise out, we can say that the German 10-year yield has not been this slow since well, the start of this year or since the end of last year. And the U.S. 10-year yield extended losses as well below the 3.90% level, which was originally acting like a solid support over the past couple of sessions. But that support now is being cleared and the U.S. 2-year yield melted to 4.33% level. So all this downside trend in worldwide yields has been obviously justified by a set of softer than expected inflation numbers around the globe. And they do make sense. Yet, the major risk to this downside trajectory in global inflation, hence the downside trajectory in global yields, is the trade disruptions in the Suez Canal and the fact that the ships must now go around Africa to bring goods from Asia to Europe. And that's a big deviation. We're talking about hundreds of ships. So it puts the supply chains under pressure again, and it increases the price of moving goods from one place to another. And you know that when you mess with the price of moving the goods, well, you do have inflation. And at least this is what we all learned from the pandemic era. Now, again, as I said before in the episodes before, the Swiss Canal disruptions won't be as wildly bad for the global supply chains as it has been for the pandemic era because well, during the COVID pandemic, the global economic activity simply stopped. But this time, it's just that the ships will take a longer road to well, move goods and the goods will continue to be produced anyway. But if the disruptions prolong, obviously, we will see inflation rebound and the central banks, I mean, the Federal Reserve, take a step back in its optimism regarding the end of its monetary policy tightening because the other central banks, especially the European central banks, haven't lowered their guard regarding their view on inflation, mind you, because the European central bankers 
kept saying that they continue to see the inflation risks persist. So the optimism regarding the end of the monetary policy tightening in Europe and in Britain is growing in investors and traders' minds, yet not as much in the actual policymakers' reflections. Because look, after the latest UK inflation read yesterday, the market pricing hinted at five rate cuts in the UK next year. Five and pricing pointed at four rate cuts before the data. Whereas at the latest MPC meeting, that was last week, well, three MPC members voted to hike the interest rates in Britain. So if we see a uptick in inflation numbers in the forthcoming reports, well, that optimism regarding the dose might crumble like a house of cards. Happily, though, it won't be the case for Friday's PC release in the US, of course, because the November numbers and we could still enjoy a soft inflation rate for the month of November, which could actually keep the bonds rally intact into Christmas. And if that's the case, while the US dollar will remain under further selling pressure, the letter will allow the euro to extend its gains against the US dollar. So we could see the euro dollar make another attempt on the 110 psychological resistance and for those who actually love these pure technical plays we now have a cup and handle formation in the euro dollar which is a bullish technical formation and could actually be interesting for entering fresh long positions in the euro dollar but but note that fundamentally speaking the euro's strength against the us dollar is not perfectly deserved in my opinion because the strong us economy calls for a hawkish federal reserve reaction whereas the soft european growth and falling inflation in europe call for a dovish ecb stance but what we see today is well the exact opposite so if the central bankers and the markets come back to their senses the euro dollar should not really above that 110 psychological mark and today's us growth number could actually remind all of us of that reality but the five percent growth in the us won't come as a shocker so the market reaction will likely remain limited now coming back to the big picture i was saying at the start of this episode that we actually start feeling the cracks in the investor sentiment as yesterday's falling sovereign yields didn't necessarily boost appetite in equity markets. The British FTSE 100 index gained, of course, and that was on the back of a dovish shift in the Bank of England expectations after the inflation report, cheap sterling as a result of it, and returning appetite for energy stocks. Yet, appetite for the SOX 600 was limited near last week's peak levels, while the S&P 500 recorded a sharp fall from a near all-time high level, and Nasdaq 100 also saw a sharp retreat after hitting a fresh all-time high earlier in the session. A 12% plunge in the FedEx, which acts like a gauge of economic activity. The overbought market conditions in major US indices, both in small and big caps. And that idea that or the awareness that a further fall in bond yields weakened the idea of soft lending triggered a much, much needed retreat in equity markets at yesterday's trading session. Now, we all know that a further correction is on the cars. We just don't know or we just can't tell what the trigger will be. 
Now, one good place to observe the market's stress level regarding uh, the Suez Canal disruptions is obviously oil prices. The barrel of US crude is still working on clearing that $74 to $75 per barrel resistance area. And yesterday's rising US inventories well, somehow broke the positive momentum in the very short run. But, but the strengthening trend and momentum indicators on a daily chart actually hint at a positive breakout is possible for oil and a potential rally could send the barrel of crude oil to 200 day moving average which stands a touch below the 78 dollar per barrel level where by the way the 50 day moving average is about to sink below the 200 day moving average to print a death cross formation which is normally a backward looking formation but which is still a bearish technical formation but now it's not because we will well, soon have a death cross formation on the daily oil chart that a potential oil rally above the $75 per barrel level should remain limited. It is rather because any significant rally in oil prices from the actual levels will boost inflation expectations around the globe. The latter would crush the dream of seeing the global central bankers cold end of their monetary policy tightening and increase the recession odds. And well, we all know that rising recession odds are negative for oil prices. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your insightful comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. And please do not forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them. So I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.